When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. And welcome to the Fatback 4. I am Gav, that's Keith, that's Emma. Three of us on tonight. And tonight we're going to go a little bit different. We're going to do some of your favourite, favourite World Cup moments. That can go as far back as you like. It can be great goals, great games, mental stuff that's happened. Great songs you remember around the time. Um, I'm throwing it in there for Keith, especially. And um, look, we're going to read out as many comments as we can tonight because... Our memories will be quite good. Other people's memories could be better, and you can help us along the way, and we'll react to them as we go. Keith, how are you? I'm great, Gav. Yourself? World Cups kicked off. Everyone's excited. Maybe yeah. not. Three minutes in, everyone's shouting corruption. <laughs> yeah. 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 Why not? Why not? Uh, yeah. It's um, the way it's going to be the team of the whole thing, isn't it? In fairness. I, did, I didn't see it earlier. Uh, I'm being honest. I was in the house picked up my phone and I was like oh it's begun already and I was like what what's going on and uh, I knocked on the teddy and looked at it and went oh yeah that looks dodgy but then it turns out he was offside so um, the corruption thing was thrown out the windows very quickly <laughs> Emma did you watch the game earlier? I did I watched it uh, with Luke and Kev live on YouTube mm-hmm. so um, yeah no that was the shout of the day was corruption as well and it took them about 15 minutes to come up with an animation that Major man offside. Yeah. So yeah. I'm still going with the corruption. Okay. <laughs> uh, Dylan the Rook calls us the tick Jesus, he's out, he's out of the traps right now, is it? Um, yeah. But tick look. double C. Yeah. It's not tick as in idiots, although it does probably play in there as well. Well, what does tick with two C's mean? Chunky. All right. Okay, cool. Um, I don't know if that's any better than the, with a K at the end, but fair Well, enough. you know, yes. both ways, I think we're, we're on the wrong end of it, but... Yeah, yeah, I, was, I was only going to say, you can only see our shoulder from our yeah, shoulders we... down, but we've all met yeah. Dylan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he knows. Yeah, he knows. <laughs> um, 
but anyway, he's gone straight with the juggler there in fairness to him and we haven't come out of it well. Um <laughs> but look, our favourite World Cup moments, it can be anything you like. It can like genuinely anything that made you laugh, cry, um, amazed and stuff like that. Um I think it was Rory on Twitter said it was earlier, has there ever been a better opening game than Cameroon against Argentina in nineteen ninety? Now possibly never been a better game than Argentina against Cameroon. What scored it then? Was it one nil? One nil. One nil to Cameroon, yeah. Yeah. And wasn't that the one where Kinesia breaks out from his box near the end and they're all just trying to mutilate I'd say him. he regretted it. Yeah, I'd yeah. say he regretted it. Um, Benjamin won. Massing absolutely upends him. And what did the he get second yellow? attempt. No, no, they got two reds. Cameroon got two reds in the game. Um, did he not get a yellow for the tackle, though? No, no, he got sent off. He got sent off, did he? Because yeah. I, I, if I remember right... Last minute, I think it was. Yeah, Kinesia breaks out and like three of them try to do him and eventually gets milked and then this fella's picking up his own boot and showing it to the referee as if like... I lost yeah. my boot there. Sorry about yeah. that. But absolutely, <laughs> cop ref. But just just on Cameroon in that tournament, they were mental, weren't they? Yeah, they were. It was, and I suppose. Look, uh, my thing with the World Cup is I remember hearing about eighty six about Maradona, but I didn't watch it. I was only five. If it, it would have been on in the in the house, but I don't have any recollection of it. The first international tournament I remember was Euro eighty eight. Ireland were there and it was a buzz about that so Italian 90 was the first one that I was really invested in and this is the opening game and you're talking about Cameroon my dad was saying you know oh, Cameroon 1982 they were in the World Cup Joseph and oh, is it Thomas Encono Thomas Encono was the keeper and he was there and they're a bit mad Roger Miller was in the World Cup in uh, in 82 as well and they're a bit these are a bit mad so you look forward to seeing these types of teams <laughs> the and then the 38 year old Roger Miller as well. Yeah, 38 year old Roger Miller. I thought he was 42, no? He was no, 42 he was, in 94. 94, he was oh, 42, was it? yeah. Yeah. I thought, it we was, still haven't seen his birth yet, though. Yeah, I know. I've seen a picture <laughs> of him when he was in 82, and he looked about 38 in that, in that one. <laughs> yeah. So um, it will be a, it's a dodgy one. But it was such, you know, and I vividly remember, you know, this being Italian 90 was a big deal you know when you're around their age and you're looking at your four sort of real heavily invested in the world cup and, and this is the game it was fucking cynical it was outrageous this one um i kind of want to kind of be i think scored for cameroon um oh man brother if you, you remember i used to love that cameroon team cyril mac was it cyril mackinicki or mackinicki and roger miller and thomas and kono and Joseph and Songo, all these boys, they were great, great bunch of lads. But uh, yeah, a couple of red cards. The the kick on Kanigia is just one of the greatest World Cup moments of all time. <laughs> like, like uh, if anyone hasn't seen it, go back and have a look at um, Claudio Kanigia. If you type in Claudio Kanigia Cameroon, you'll see it. He breaks out from his own box in the 90th minute. Cameroon are one nil up, and honestly, he's slaloming over like people just trying to kill him, and eventually they get him. And the, when he gets him, he absolutely gets him. But but Emmett, like, just sticking on Cameroon because you might as well talk about them a little bit from that tournament. Like, they get beaten by England. I think in the was it the last sixteen? Did he get them in the I'm, last sixteen? Uh, quarters. My, my memory's not as good as Keith. Might have been the quarters, but they give England a real fucking game. Um, and of course, Roger Miller in that tournament doesn't he? Doesn't he do the? Oh, the keeper. What's the keeper's name? Rene Aguita. Rene Aguita. Does he score against them? Um, Rene Geek is running out of the box and everything. But Emma, like, they were just mental. They were, it was just, and it was, 
I vaguely remember 86 and 90, I think, is still the best World Cup I've ever watched as an Ireland fan. But the, the second bit of 90 after Ireland for me was Cameroon because it was just, what is going on here? Yeah, yeah, it's you. You love seeing it, a team that you don't, and there's other teams that have done it since then, like Senegal with France. Uh, you love kind of seeing like it's an underdog story, isn't it? Yeah, I mean nobody expects them to do anything, and then they they go and beat one of probably the favourites in 1990. Um, I'm I'm similar. 86 is probably the first one. It's probably one of my the FA Cup final 86 and the World Cup 86. Just parts of it. Uh, Linux and Maradona. I can kind of remember the the shadow of the spiky thing on the on the pitch. I don't know if you ever watched yeah, them back. Yeah, I can never forget that. I was always wondering what that was. Um, but um, yeah, to, for a team to come in that probably nobody kind of held out any hope and to beat one of the one of the best, one of the greatest World Cup teams ever, like uh, was unbelievable. Um, just got just got taken aback a bit. There was somebody else on Twitter uh, mentioned nineteen seventy four Zaire trying to defend yeah. against free kicks. Ah, oh, that was great. When you have a laugh about this, people go, ah, listen, you're being bad. But Zaire must have went through a qualifying campaign, right, <laughs> to get to that World Cup under kind of like the same rules as what you get when you turn up at the World Cup. So, like, it was just pure madness, wasn't it? They were lining up a wall for a free kick. And they, they, they were literally given, like, the, the free kick taker, like, five seconds to take it. And if he didn't, they were just running out and kicking the ball. Like, he... Like when you see that stuff, like, and that's way that's before my time, seventy four. It's only from watching footage. But when you see stuff like that, you think this is the World Cup, and this is going on. Like, yeah, it reminds it me of the was... fella in the Olympics. Do you remember the fella in the Olympics? Eric the Do you remember the fella he had to swim on his own? It took him like three minutes to do two laps or two lengths of the thing. But Keith, that was just mad as well. Like, yeah, it was crazy, you know. And that's again. I used to soak up all these, you know, World Cup official videos, you know, the official video of the 1970 World Cup, the 1974 World Cup, and I could never get over that so year one because um, it was just crazy, you know, and it's a free kick lining up, the whistle goes, and he just storms out. And the best thing about it is when the ref blows the whistle, he's looking around going, what? What? Yeah, what's what are you doing? What's, what's your beef? What's your problem here, mate? Play away. Play away, lads. Don't mind him. It was hilarious. Um, <coughs> oh. Zaire oh, it, so so actually came up on the watch along earlier on. We were talking about the worst goalkeepers in World Cup history. Yeah. And Kev was, he couldn't remember what the lad's name is. So I kind of Googled it and I think they got beaten 9 0 by Yugoslavia yeah, in 74. Yeah, yeah. But their, their starting keeper got sub, subbed off at 3 0 after 21 minutes. But they lost 9 <laughs> 0. <Jesus. laughs> what was the point Christ. of making the substitution? Um, <laughs> Brandon uh, Cheese reckons that India refused to play the <clears> 1950 World Cup because they weren't allowed to play barefoot. That that's correct, yeah. No, oh, that's 100 percent correct. Yeah, that's 100 percent correct. Yeah, India, yeah, they weren't allowed to play in their barefoot. No, that's that's 100 percent correct. Um, yeah, madness. Let let let's let's go back a little bit, right? Um, because there is people throwing stuff in. And I've tried to kind of favour them, and I'll come back to them as we trigger through time and stuff. Are we like starting that. on 1940 and going? No, going we're not through. going that far back. But I, I'm not, I, I I suppose. Everyone looks at that Brazil team from 1970. Yeah. Right? Now, I'm not even, like, it's 12 years before I'm even born. But 1970 Brazil, if you ever get a chance to go and watch them, find them on YouTube, wherever, were just, it was like watching a different game. Yeah. And I know we see the power and the pace today, and we see all the lovely little, but these fellas were running around, Emmett, weren't they? And, like, they were just running around and they were going, 
I'll run here a bit and then I'll just do a nice bit of skill and then we'll keep and then we'll do this. And it was just like a different, it was like playing FIFA on amateur level. That's yeah, what it was like, wasn't it? And then you had... No, you nobody could get anywhere near them. But when you threw in the players they had then, on top of all that, it wasn't like yeah. they were a, a really good unit that knew what they were everyone else. They had some, like, you know, Pele and fucking... Nico, Socrates... Yeah. Uh, no, Socrates wasn't like that. Sorry. No. Yeah. Gerson, um, Tostel, Claudio Aldo. It was a great team. It was a brilliant but team. It was just and mad. That... When you go back and watch it, it's just mad to watch. Like, I mean, it's, but they did. They it, didn't score uh, tap-ins either. No. <laughs> if you go back and look, they just spanked yeah. them in from everywhere. Like, was seventy the World Cup where Pele dummies the goalkeeper and yeah. hits a wide? If yeah, that goes was. in, it's the best World Cup goal of all time. But not only that, seventy is also the World Cup where Pele tries to chip the keeper from the halfway line when he sees him off off his line. Yeah. And this sort of thing was never seen before, and that, that's why I think Pele gets gets so forgotten about in the annals of history of. Of hell, it's like because he, he is up there with because he's having all his training goals. Yeah, yeah. Go well, it, it's not. It, you know, it's it's not. He, he had to play a load of. Um, he had to play a load of um, exhibition matches because Santos to keep him in Brazil to keep him away from Real Madrid in Europe. They had to pay him fucking huge money. They couldn't afford him, so they had to go on all these tours to play him, and he scored goals. But when you look at him, if there's the movie on Netflix, I think it was the story of Pele, and you look at what this fellow was doing. This fellow was doing the overhead kicks before everyone else. He's doing leading, as I say, the dummy around the keeper. It doesn't go in. But it's one of the greatest things. The shot from the halfway line doesn't go in again. But it's you're looking at it and you're like, this fellow was a fucking innovator. He was so far ahead, and he is up there with Maradona and Messi. You know, it, people think he's not in the because he's he's the the poster boy for Viagra and all. That's after having an all an almighty detrimental effect on his career, in my opinion. And the fact that he's he scored a, a hat trick in fifty seven or something as well, didn't he? 58. In the, 58. 58, yeah, 58 when he was seventeen, sorry. Yeah. Um and that's nineteen seventies team, is that where the ball was pushed to the corner of the eighteen yard box and Carlos Alberto just absolutely That was in the final, it. yeah. The fourth yeah. goal, I think, in the final. It's one of the best goals ever. It starts from the midfield, Claudio Aldo, the midfielder. He he slams through about four of the Italian lads, plays it off. I think to it could be Gerson, plays it up to Jarzinho goes up the wing, plays it into Pele. Pele touches her off to the edge of the box, and Alberto's storming in and just smacks it. And it's going, and it's a brilliant goal. And you'll see better strikes of the ball, but it was a clean hit. And it was just the, the fact it's a team goal, it was absolutely brilliant. It was just something about the Brazil team from 1970 that everything was just. It's the epitome of Samba football, isn't it? You know, without all the, the nonsense of. You know, not Ronaldinho and all, and Neymar are great players. But you know, when there's some people are doing tricks for tricks' sakes, this was just fast football, and it was just amazing. Do you know but what I mean? It was, but it was fast. But then they'd slow it down to walking pace and just flick the ball yeah. around. And but they'd move up the pitch doing it. It wasn't like they were yeah. doing it in their own half and just going, "Oh, we just you know playing out for time and stuff like that." Because famously in 1990, Ireland and Holland were a draw. Both know they're going through out of the group, and the last 15 minutes of that game is literally nobody tackling. It was literally just pass it around. They were only short of passing the D. Yeah, but, but, but yeah. Brazil in 1970, when you watch the footage of it, they're like, they're moving at a snail's pace, but they're just committing so many fellas, just bang, bang, bang. It's like they're playing mini five sides around yeah. the pitch. It was mental. Like, and you have to remember as well, the final, and that's against Italy, and Italy are the biggest defensive team. You know, Catanache uh, was the defensive style that was brought in by uh, Helenio Herrera at Inter Milan, I think, and the Italians really built that defensive um system that was hard you know Giacento Fichetti and all playing in the defence for Italy he was one of the best players ever one of the best defenders of all time 
and he just couldn't touch these lads. And Jairzinho scores in that point. Jairzinho scores in every game. It's the only player that ever scored in every game in the World Cup. It was mad. What a World Cup. Um, 74. 74, yeah. you have Holland. Yeah. Um, they're beaten by West Germany yeah, in the Cruyff. final, but that Dutch team was fucking exceptional as well. Like, as, you, as much as you go back and watch the 70s Brazil team, 1970 Brazil team, Holland, I, I know Germany win it, but the, the football Holland play, Keith, was just... It was total football, yeah, you know, it was, that's, brilliant it was again, it's it's innovation, it's it's football that you don't see. And I was looking at a clip there the other day, and it was how they they charged down. Did you see it? Like they just four or five of them charging yeah, after yeah. hunting in packs, and it's yeah. like even now you're looking at it and you're like, holy Jesus! But I'd say when you're on the ball there and you're not used to seeing this, and you see these fuckers all swarming at you, mm. what do you do? You just get rid of it. But that was Cruyff's only World Cup, wasn't it? So he doesn't go to '78. So that was his. Uh, yeah, that was, that was yeah, and I mean, like, you know, when you talk about Holland and you talk about 74, you have to talk about Yo, uh, Cruyff because he was another fucking brilliant footballer. Yeah, and much the same as what Keith says in terms of Pele, like, he kind of, he doesn't really get, like, he gets mentioned as being a great, but he doesn't kind of probably get the flowers that he, he, he deserves, like. Yeah. Um, he has a torn and everything named that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, now a special player, but like even not even as a player, but then when he went down to be a coach, like it's just his, like his kind of his outlook on football, and he's just a complete football person, yeah. uh, from player to coach. It's so far again, it's innovation so far ahead of its time, yeah. you know. Like, and Renus Michael, Renus Michaels was the coach. Uh, I think he was at Ajax as well and he went three European Cups and then Holland go there and Cruyff is learning from that. And it's football. You can play football. Everyone can play football. But he was two steps ahead. He was a visionary. He was one of the biggest visionaries, Johan Cruyff. And he is another one that's forgotten about by time. Uh, and again, the winning captain that year is Franz Beckenbauer, isn't yeah. he? He lifts the World Cup for Germany. People don't know how good Franz Beckenbauer was. Franz Beckenbauer was an outrageous player. Fucking mm. centre-back that used to run the pitch and score goals at will. Yeah. Um. 78 loved it um 78 is where the madness comes in i think for for me i like, need to go back and watch all of these no but, but the <laughs> thing about it is like i'm gonna be honest right 78 i have an official video of 82 upstairs at vhs right yeah. and i think one of 86 and i definitely have the ireland version of 1990 but 78 is where for me even watching back at them is where color just explodes on your screen and 78 is all about the ticker tape Argentina. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a, I think it's a fascist regime they're under. Yeah, yeah it's a junta, the military yeah, junta type. And it's like mental. And I was watching that FIFA documentary the other day about it, and they're talking about Joe Havelange and, and all this. And Joe Havelange, as much as you go on about uh, Seth Blatter, who took this on and kind of took Joe Havelange out in the end. But Joe Havelange was just the man that turned FIFA from, uh, you know, an organization into the corrupt thing you see today. Yeah. Um, there's a brilliant book out there called How They Stole the Game. Um, yeah, two cheeks is, of the same are certainly. Yeah, which is uh well, How They Stole the Game. The book is brilliant if you want to read up on, on FIFA and in, in a big way. But but seventy eight Mario Kempes, you know, yeah. and not even brilliant moments in it. It was just where color exploded. You know, you see these stains just wall to wall ticker tape and all the pitches covered in Adidas I think he's running around with the number one on his back Yeah, you know it's it's all a bit mad Keith and that's where it really explodes for me yeah you've got 78 is a mad world cup um, and Darren Dunbar says wasn't 78 corrupt 78 was corrupt as fuck 78 was a, a ridiculous ridiculous world cup didn't Argentina have to be um, 
was it Peru? You had to beat them by five goals or something like that and they slaughtered them and it turned out the keeper was born in Argentina or something like that and yeah. was at a few a few dubious ones that went in. Um but it was one of them that yeah it, it, the, this, the political situation in Argentina like was volatile. People were just anyone that protested against the regime were getting disappeared. You know what I mean? They were they were dismissing. They were called and there was mothers protesting against outside the government buildings and all that. And this World Cup, it was such a big thing for the the regime that now we have to be seeing a positive light, a positive light. And it was just riddled with corruption. But when you look back at some of the stuff in '78, uh, Mario Kempes, unbelievable in that comes out um, scores. Scores a lot of goals, gets a couple in the final. But again, as I say, they're playing Holland in the final. And, and people always assume that it was Johan Cruyff's Holland. But Cruyff doesn't go to that World Cup because he's a, he sees himself as a pacifist and he's not he's not going to this because of the corruption in it. And it, it's just um, it's a mad World Cup. But it is, again, it's one... You're right when you say about the explosion of colour and all that. Like, 74 is a, a colour World Cup, but... Something about this, and it's the the, the stadiums, you know, the Monumental and the the ticker tape all getting thrown down. It's it's just visual. It's it's a brilliant, brilliant World Cup. Yeah, and the kits again, you know, Argentina in that blue and white famous kit. It's starting to be the dawning of Argentinian football on the world stage. You know, they've been close before, but they always flattered to the save at World Cups, and this was the one where they got over the line. Yeah. Um, 82, you know, is Spain, sunny Spain. And again, you know, watching back the video, I think it was just called Goal, G-O-L, I think was the name yeah. of the video. And I, I have it upstairs, I know I do. Um, I, I, I actually I know exactly where it is. But again, loads of colour. And it's, I suppose the big moments to come out of that, you'll probably, well, the biggest moment is probably the final. Yeah, Italy 3, Germany 1, I think. This is where Rossi scores, Tardelli scores, um, and that famous celebration, you know, where he's running around, fist pumps, you know, as he yeah. runs away. And um, that that's still to this day, um, it, it grabs your attention, doesn't it? It grabs your imagination when you see that. When, he, when, he's, when yeah. he takes on that left foot and buries it and runs off like that, it's, you know. It's it's probably the it's probably the kind of the furthest back I've gone in terms of watching back over World Cups and it was kind of nearly the Paolo Rossi show wasn't it for the eighty two World Cup and yeah. he was nearly like the the Scalacci of yeah uh, very part, very similar stories yeah very similar stories <laughs> um, but yeah Tardelli like that's like I remember like maybe in the lead up to the likes of nineteen ninety or nineteen ninety four like they they would be shown clips of previous things and that that's that that image of him running away and shaking his head like the passion is just one of the probably one of the more iconic moments of world cup or do you know I mean, our celebrations at a world cup and then he rocks up whatever 20 30 years later and he's the assistant manager of world yeah <laughs> uh the chase's match fixing corruption is involved in in every world cup 82 rossi's return from being suspended for match fixing um so there you go yeah, but that I remember. I remember in that World Cup. I'm looking back on it. Brazil, that's when Zico's knocking about, isn't it? And, yeah. Um, they were unbelievable. They were unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. But, Brazil '82, like the best team not to win it. Yeah. They were a scandalous team. Absolutely yeah. outrageous. But they get done by Paulo Rossi. Paulo Rossi gets a hat trick and they're yeah. gone. But that Brazil team, like you had, um, Socrates and Zico and all these lads. But didn't they have? Don't uh, they hammer Scotland? 
Yeah, they, 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 they're sauntering through, but they, they get undone. But they had a centre-forward called Serginho playing for them. And Serginho was, he was a good, prolific striker in Brazil. But he went in there and he was a bit of a gangly number nine, like a rangy fucker. And he just started off poor. And the, the press got on him. And the poor fucker just was, you know, they, they blamed him on it because... It's a bit like a man that played up front for Brazil in 2014, remember? It was that, which one? Oh, yeah, man. Was his name Fred? Joe, Fred. Oh, yeah, Fred. could be. Yeah, one of them. But uh, Brazil were brilliant. Falcao, they had Cerezo, Junior. Like, they were just these players that were the best in Europe at the time, you know, like Falcao at, at Roma and all. And they were just absolutely an outrageous team. And they didn't get over the line. But 82 also has the fucking Tony Schumacher absolutely yeah, upend yeah, yeah. and Patrick yeah. Batistón <laughs> were running out yeah, and there was name in the that's face. That's fucking GBH. Like. Didn't even, didn't even get a, it wasn't even a foul. Yeah. It wasn't even a free kick. Uh, Your man's blade and face is ruptured on the ground. Yeah, and some of the angles, like you see it, like, like at ground level looking at it in yeah. from the side and it's just like, you ju- you don't even see this fucker coming into the picture. It's just yeah. bang, your man is absolutely flattened. And like you said, like, you get a 10 game ban for that nowadays. Yeah. You know, oh, and this fella's just you, getting up going. More. I wasn't, you know, wasn't me. Yeah. You know, having me move on. Um, well, my memory of that is we used to actually play a game when we were younger. Like, if there was only two or three playing football, and we used to call it Schumacher. And the idea was you got one on one with the keeper, and he had to try and foul you before you scored. <laughs> <laughs> Owen Borg says, My kid's tennis coach over in Florida is Brazilian, and he tells my young lad that Messi or Ronaldo wouldn't have got into that 82 Brazil team. Mm, yeah okay we'll Which agree to disagree that? yeah we'll agree to disagree Arnold's getting into that 82 Brazil team Messi's getting into every fucking team ever Um, but they were a great team they were a special team and I suppose when you watch them and this is a thing we are, we're based Red on Steve this on says, Red Steve says oh and your man's spot on because neither of them are Brazilian <laughs> 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 oh stop did one of them wear a headband Chris Brax says Schumacher breaks fellas teeth, jaw, and ribs. No foul given, saves the pen in the penalty shootout. Um, yeah. Absolutely ma- magnificent stuff. Well, but... Northern Ireland were uh, spicy in that 82. Yeah, the, they beat they? Spain. Jerry Armstrong scores against Spain. Yeah, we're only saying it doing He ends up getting a job in Sky for about yeah. fucking 30 years after. And he's yeah. uh, for me, he's the um, he's the birth of I said it the other night, he's the birth of people from you know oh, the UK yes. or Ireland. Pretending like they can talk like the locals, you know, like uh, yeah, McLaren Steve tried McLaren to sound though. Dutch and yeah. Barton tried to sound French, um, yeah. and even now you see you see these people like even when, even when Hunter does it and he starts yeah, naming he it in, in, yeah. in this mad accent, like you're like what, what are you doing, like? <laughs> but uh, no, uh, Jerry Armstrong is definitely the uh, he's definitely the bear to that. But look, eighty six, right? Pick your moments, but it's Maradona. It's oh. it's just Maradona because. Like, we were talking the other night about um, sticker books. Yeah. Right? Sticker books. And the World Cup Italian 90 sticker book will never be rivaled. And I mean never. Right? Now, I don't know whether it was just done for the Irish market. I hope. I highly doubt it. But the, the sticker book was a binder. Right? In what? 86? No, in 90. 90. Yeah, in yeah, 90. 90. But yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm leading you into 86 here, right? The sticker book was amazing. But it used to give you all the different players and... Form, yeah. It used to go through every form of World Cup. Great and matches thing, and great players. Yeah, and, and the, yeah. but the big thing was the, the the picture of Maradona where all I think was a lot of the Belgian f- players standing around him. And then they actually showed it. They actually do like a... What, what would you say? Like a, a description of Maradona's goal against Denmark, I think it is. 
you know, where he takes it here, passes it off, goes by this, puts it Belgium, in the far yeah. corner, yeah. Um, Belgium or Denmark, one of them. Um, but you see all these and you're... And, but 86, the hand of God, then he, he follows the hand of God up where people go and fucking rasher at him. The people just rejoicing at him because he just runs the length of the pitch against England and, and scores. And um, they win it. You know, they, they win the final against Germany, isn't it? They win, they win the final against... They win the, yeah, they beat Germany in the final. But, like, you've got the Falklands War has happened in 82, I think that. Was it 82 the Falklands happened? Someone will correct us in that in any way. But the Falklands happens and there's, there's tension, obviously, between England and, and Argentina. And the Argentinians aren't afraid to bleed and stoke that one, you know what I mean? Like, they're, they're not, not bothered on them. And going into it, there was a bit of tension there. And Maradona's like a man possessed. And coming up to that game, you know, he's he, he gets the... I, it annoys me when every few years Peter Shilton gets wheeled out and talks about not having the decency to apologise and all this. Peter Shilton should have had the decency to be able to out-jump a fella who's about five foot six yeah. and who's able to use his arms and still get beaten to the ball. Do you know what I mean? Like, So I don't listen to that show. Peter Shilton's a muppet. And anyway, if he's listening, I don't care. Um, I don't think he is. I don't think he's a subscriber in any way, so either. he's not valued. Um, but to, to follow her up then with the goal that he gets is just, you know, it's... That, that has to be the best World Cup goal ever. Yeah. Well, we got we got to goals later, but, um, you know, you were saying there, you, you vaguely remember 86, and is it the Azteca Stadium where you can see that kind of thing above it? Yeah, I just, I just never forget that yet. And obviously, yeah. and, the commentary and, and even like computer there. games, even computer games for years yeah. after used to have had something that, like that. that on them. You remember? But like, my dad's my dad was a huge Man United fan, and his favorite ever player was George Best, right? But he fucking adored Maradona, he adored him, and that's how I remember 86 because when he scores that goal. I always remember my dad going, I fucking told you. I told you, look at him. You know, now Maradona's knocking around since probably 78, 79 or whatever. But he just, I always remember my dad saying to me about Maradona, he said he's the best player I've ever seen. Now, he loved George Best. He was his favourite ever player. But he said, this fella is just ridiculous. You know, absolutely ridiculous. And look, look, he loved the Galway round the, the pitch, but he enjoyed the hand of God more. Yeah. Right, because my dad had this thing. Like, my dad had this thing where... Um, like, oh, yeah, just beat them. Like, he had this massive thing against Brits, right? But but not only that, like, my, and it went as far as when we won the Eurovision. Um, he'd, he'd want the BBC turned on so we could hear what Terry Wogan was saying, you know, that sort of way. <laughs> just what's the English reaction to Ireland winning the Eurovision? Ridiculous. But but it was, when, even when you watch it back now, in that grainy-ish footage, it's yeah. just, it's poetry emotion, and it, it just is. The balance, yeah. the power, the speed. Everything about it is just what you also have to throw in there as well is, and I know there's a like um, it comes up every so often in a WhatsApp group. I mean about Messi, and I would still put I'd be on your I'd be on your dad's side there. I think Maradona is probably the greatest player ever to do it, um, because oh no no that's fine. Um, uh, I just I just think he did what he did on cabbage patches, and he did it with lads literally trying to assault him. With yeah. knee high challenges, and could he do it nowadays? Absolutely, on the carpets that they play on, and how protected he would be. Could Ronaldo uh, or Messi do it back in that era? I think they could. I'm not, I'm not sure. they'd be, they'd, that'd be the day. You know what I mean? So you'd be trained to play like yeah. that. And that's the argument that I would always give with that. Uh, I agree with you. Like I think Maradona is Maradona, Pele, and Messi are the three greatest players to ever do. But I have Messi ahead of them all. Just. 
I just think is everything about him. He, He's, he can't be beaten. Do you know what I mean? Like Maradona was brilliant. And the thing about Maradona, Maradona's a rogue. And I think that's for me. I, I love a rogue. You know what I mean? I'm always drawn to a blade and to a rogue. And Maradona was the ultimate. But, you know, people can beat him with the stick that, you know, he didn't, you know, he won the World Cup in 86. He won Napoli a title. But he only played about six games in the European Cup. But the times were different back then. Do you know what I mean? And, and he fails at Barcelona. Emma touched on it there. They were bleeding, kicking him on the knee, diving him two footers on his knee. But he he that goal point. against England. There's yeah, like so. literally a couple of charge sheets in there uh, on the way yeah. to the 18 yard box. Um, but um, yeah, no, I think the whole Messi's goals and Messi's assists and all this kind of stuff gets thrown in as well. But like when you when you when I look at it and I kind of put it down to sheer football and ability. Regardless of what he's won or how many games he's played or how many goals he's got, I just I, I've never yeah. seen somebody able to like the, the relationship he has I with the ball. That's the only thing that you can call it is unbelievable. Like, I, well, I, he I, can make yeah, a ball do crazy fucking things. The video comes up with the you know life is life when he's doing the yeah. juggling and it's just juggling, it's ball juggling. Do you know what I mean? We can all juggle a football, but you're looking at him doing it and his laces are open and his fucking has some lace wrapped around his jacket and he's just buzzing around. He was an artist, you know what I mean? And what Maradona had, the gift of Maradona had, and, and he didn't, you know, his life was fucking hectic, you know what I mean? Like, his life was chaotic, but, you know, the, if you see, if you see, could have seen him playing 20, 30 years later, yeah, you're looking at a player that's, you know, up there. But I, I always hark back to the lads nowadays could have done it back then, because, oh, not if you dropped them, if you do a Marty McFly back in the future, job. Marty McFly, yeah. them back there, not doing it. They're not doing it if they're Marty McFly back at all because they're like, bollocks, what's going on here? But if you grow up in that, you'll adapt to the way that the game is played. Um, but no arguments. If Maradona, Maradona, you know, he's a great player. I, I, but 80, I, 86 I, is, uh, I mean, people won't like this. 86 was kind of like, Gary, Gary Lineker was one of my idols back from that 86 world. I even yeah. went out and bought Quasar boots um, yeah. because of Gary Lineker. Um, Everton's Gary Lineker, kinda, was he at that stage? No, I don't think so. I think he was in Barcelona. Barcelona. Yeah, he's Barcelona. Um, but uh, yeah, that kind of just made me look. I, I'd watched the FA Cup final, then obviously Maradona, and then you have this. He must have just he left Everton. He wasn't. Yeah, I think he just Please don't look that up and say that he was at he Everton. Scored, he scores in the 86 Cup final. Oh, does he? You need to show he scores in the 86 Cup final. Yeah, but I was, I was only seven or eight at the time. I didn't know yeah. the difference. But. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, I just thought, I thought that was it. Kind of, it just kind of made you like fall in love with football, um, just to see because he wasn't that old at this, at that stage either, like, um, and with his uh, his cast on his arm, it was just kind of like look at this lad playing with a broken arm and scoring a hat trick. I think it was against Poland, wasn't it? And that was it. That was the bitten by the bug of football. So, yeah, he went to Barcelona in the summer of '86. So he's he's um. You so we're all right. Like, yeah, he, he had signed the contract. And all. I don't know if the transfer has gone through, but you might be honest. Um, but w when you talk about Messi and you talk about Ronaldo, I, I think there are Messi and Maradona. I think they're so similar. Yeah, like it's like like. Do you ever see in films where you see um you know it's a life story or something? You go, oh, there's Keith, there's Keith now, and when it comes up on the on the on the titles, it says young Keith and uh, adult yeah. Keith. You know, and who's yeah. playing them. You could literally say it's like watching for me it's like watching nearly the same player 
just 30 years apart. You know, yeah. dominantly left footed, slalom and boy people, brilliant vision, goals, everything about them. They're just like to come out of the same country. You know, yeah. Maradona finishes, probably finished early 90s. He turns up 15 years later in 2005 ish, doesn't he? About 2005 when he rocks up our bars. We start to notice him anyway. Um, 2006 maybe. And it's just like, here's another one. Fuck maybe. And uh, listen. I'm not really in the game of fucking saying who's the best and who's that. I just think for the years they're both in, they're both magnificent. But Maradona, yeah. Maradona was just like, when you see the footage of him getting absolutely, like trying to absolutely hurt this fella. Like, that, yeah. there was no interest in football. This was trying to hurt a guy. And it was allowed, which was the fucking maddest thing of it all. But 86, Great. they win it. And I want to go through great goals later on as well, but let's get into 1990 because it's the best World Cup yeah. of all time right? um, it's the worst football World Cup of all time it's shite football it's, it's crap because three the of them are getting World out of the group and everyone's just fucking yeah. not bothering their hearts but there's so much going on like Ireland qualify um, you have Cameroon who are a bit mad um, put your or, hands in the air if you love Cameroon do you remember that song <laughs> that was a little beat they had put your hands but, in the air if you love the Cameroon but but like Ireland go there and they nearly score identical goals against England and thing, you know, long punts, they win the ball, yeah. they score and but the nineteen ninety World Cup I just thought was brilliant. You know, like um Kinesia getting the winner against Brazil, um Scalacci turns up out of nowhere, starts scoring goals all over the place. Um <coughs> Keith, it was just I just thought it was a brilliant World Cup. Yeah, nineteen ninety it was the it was the last World Cup really before commercialization or yeah, globalization you know what i mean so obviously well, it ends up in america USA. four years later goes so to america four years later and it's you know it's all sponsorships and it's this and it's that and um this is still back pass is allowed isn't it the back pass rule is still there it's it's still got the dirt about it that others afterwards didn't have you know some of the tackling and we touched on cameroon argentina earlier um it's all a great yeah, like oh, yeah, following Roy Carter spitting in each other, spitting in <laughs> each other. Yeah. like it's it's a fucking crazy, crazy World Cup. But it's also an era when you know football hooliganism. Does the programs have been on? I didn't watch them now, but I seen them advertised the you know the hooliganism at um, Italian ninety and all that sort of thing. But you have got that sort of terrorist culture and all is there. The England are there. Ireland. Phil has spoke about on shows before. He was at the World Cup in nineteen ninety, yeah. wasn't he in in Sardinia and. It was just a great, great, um, a great World Cup, but it was one when the cops were, were really clamping down, weren't they on the hill? But the, the story Phil tells is, right, is that Ireland and England are playing in the opening game of the group in, is it yeah. Cagliari or Palermo? Wonder, right, Cagliari might be. But Phil tells the story that the English were kind of kept away, you know, whereas the Irish were just allowed to do what they wanted, had a fucking great time. And the English after were all... Sh- shepherded out and brought whatever and he said by the end of the night all the Irish were fucking dressed in the Italian bleeding police gear and there's fucking yeah. sirens going on in the cars and they're all drinking and betting with each other and you know fucking Phil says it's one of the best nights of his life like you know what I mean and but I just couldn't Emma, I just couldn't get over Scalacci in this tournament because <laughs> you know this fella literally shows up and they're like who's this fella and he just starts scoring goals and just doesn't stop yeah and it was look when we when we landed them it was bound to him, wasn't it? I can't remember any of his goals like vividly, but um, I, I, can, I can remember him. Like, it's 
it's the typical like you, you when you are out on the road playing. Somebody, everybody wanted to be Scalacci all of a sudden, yeah, uh, because of the World Cup. It's like every year when Wimbledon was on, everybody wanted to go out and play tennis. Everybody wanted to be Scalacci now with the World Cup being on. But I mean, it was like yeah, he rocks up. I don't know how many. I'm imagining he probably got six goals. Did he? That's the magic number. From the... Probably. <laughs> um, and then kind of he has a few moves and that, but then kind of fades out again. So um, yeah. Scalacci was the the start of the show in 1990, um, for me and probably for all lads our age. Someone else said there as well, Keith, the emergence of Roberto Baggio. Yeah, um, young Baggio playing scores against Czechoslovakia. Yeah, scores against Czechoslovakia. Yeah, was it Czechoslovakia? No, I think it was Czechoslovakia. Yeah, low time Yeah, low time Matias scores a cracker against Yugoslavia. Doesn't he? Where he runs past a couple and drills one in. Yeah, and Baggio put in the left hand side. Yeah, someone will put in the chat there, but I'm nearly sure it was Baggio against. (coughs) It's Baggio where he gets on the left hand side and he kind of comes inside slalom by a fella and bends it. Um, Yeah, but then, but then you have like, you know, from an Irish point of view, they get through and then they play Romania and Hadji, and Hadji is a fucking unreal footballer, and Ireland managed to get in the all and they get the pens and. O'Shane says there, um, O'Leary scoring the winning penalty in 1990, the pinnacle of Irish football. And like, I keep harping on about it, but genuinely, this country shut down. Like, yeah. and I'm, I'm eight years of age at the time, and like, honestly, like, nothing else was happening in the world. Like, yeah. I, like, genuinely, anything could have been going on, and no one's paying any attention to it because the world stopped. Right? Anytime Ireland playing, I didn't see my parents. They were off in the fucking pub. We were left with street somebody. Parties. You know? Yeah, there was there was street parties. Everyone had those buntings out, hanging out at Gaff, and people were painting their houses. And it was just so fucking good for whatever many amount of weeks it was. And you know, and Ireland weren't the best team to watch, but they were a fucking good team. And when we get through against Romania, you get Italy, and already right, Italy win at one 0 but Ireland had their chances, but. It was just, I, I just still think to this day, like it's t- t- over 30 years ago now, it was just, I think I think it was the best four weeks in Irish history, Keith, am I wrong? Yeah, no, no, I agree with you 100% because um, there was a sense of, we love an underdog and I think it's certainly in Ireland you love to be the underdog and that World Cup, yeah, Ireland were atrocious. They were fucking muck and they had a great team. You know what I mean? They had a great team and the football was just, Jesus. Now, not just from Ireland, in fairness. I don't want to dig them out too much. There was, you know, but Liam Brady doesn't get brought, doesn't he? He gets dropped before the World Cup, is it? Yeah, and I don't think Brady like, goes. Ronnie Whelan's giving out fuck as well that, you know, every time Packy Bonner gets the ball, the midfielders are just looking at it going, blading. Yeah. Zipping over their heads because that was the tactic that Jack Charlton used, but it was so effective. It was the country. We just remember you touched on it there. Like you're in the pubs in the day. The pubs are like the blade, and you know the last days of Rome. Everyone's falling around the blade and place. Everything's painted green, white, and orange. I mean, I lived in flats and all the little ledges that you'd see on my green, white, and orange. The balconies were all green, white, and orange. It was, it was fucking madness. Country ran. You know, Sean, you put a tweet up the other day about would you rather your team win this or the country win the World Cup? And he's like this country would shut down if we won the World Cup. And that was the nearest we got to it. The mm. sense of, you get to the quarter final, you're against, you're against Italy. And the thing about Italy, Scalacci only makes his debut for Italy, I think, that, that year. I don't know if he makes his debut at the World Cup 
or if he maybe has one cap or something. There's a weird story it. about it. And he only, weird, he only plays about 10 games. There's a weird conspiracy theory about the Mafia insisting that he plays and all. There's all sorts oh, of things around them, Scalacci. Yeah. You know, and oh, like if you watch back the game, like Ireland have a good, a couple of good chances. You know, um, what's his face is in goal for them? Um, is uh, oh, what's his name? He was in goal for Italy. What was Zenga? Zenga, Zenga was in goal. He makes a good save from a, from a McGrath header and stuff like that. But just um, it was just. Even Scalacci's goal, like Bonner makes a save, doesn't he? From Donna 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 shoots and he parries it down. Well, he parries it down, but the I don't think the fact, the fact that he, where he parries it is not great, but not too bad. But it's the fact that he fucking runs off the pitch after it hits him. You know what I mean? Instead of getting <laughs> yeah. back in his goal, um, and it lands at that jammy little fucker as well, Scalacci. Yeah, you know, he just was having corner. Someone, you know, water said, into wine. That fella's having. Someone said there earlier, um, David Platt's goal. David Platt gets that. David Platt goal against in Belgium. Goal. Was it Belgium, against? yeah. Belgium, yeah. Hooks the over volley over his, over his shoulder. Platt was brilliant. Platt emerges for England in that book. Gaza in 1990 is just... Yeah, brilliant. He's outrageous. Yeah. He is outrageous. And, you know, it's it's a pity he was such a bleeding idiot, you know, because that's a talent, you know what I mean? And, and he just never took his game seriously. You know, and and it's such a shame. He was absolutely amazing. And kids don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like you tell people about great footballers, and like my son is he's eight, and I was telling he plays FIFA and he plays the fucking the legends team. You know, so he he want, he's asking me all the time, Lothar Mateus, tell me about Lothar Mateus, and I tell him, and I'm like, oh, some Paul Gascoigne, Paul Gascoigne's like, no. Nah. Don't, he's not on the legends. I don't know him. I don't want to know him. He doesn't have an interest. And he'll show videos. He was a he was outrageous. He was a brilliant player. And you know that England team was built around him. Do you know what I mean? A, a team of seasoned professionals, a team of league winning players, and it was built around this young flat. And he was fucking deadly. And once he got never the thing about Gascoigne was the thing about Gascoigne was once he got up ahead of steam at the ball or his feet, you weren't stopping him because yeah. he had. He had that burst in him to go by it, but he was so physical while he ran with the ball that if you went to go near him, he just fucking elbow you straight in the face, he put his arm yeah. across you. But at the same time, keeping brilliant control of the ball and having the peripheral peripheral vision to know I can slip someone in or I can go by someone, he'd literally be bursting by someone while putting his arm across their face and beating the next fella at the same time. And you just couldn't touch him because he was so strong and he was so intimidating running with the ball the defenders were like if I, I'm just going to bounce off him he was he was absolutely brilliant and he gets he gets booked doesn't he in the in the semi-final yeah. and it would have meant he missed the final balls as lambs out yeah. but um, that, that's a mentality thing with Gazi you know what I mean and I know it's easy to say hindsight's a wonderful thing like, but it's a huge red flag whether you I don't give a bollocks if you put your all into it if you get booked like Roy Keane's the opposite end of the spectrum with you know yeah. when he gets booked and, and just picks them up and goes but you know Gaza was so fragile that you know, the worst thing he ever does is go... There's an immaturity him. about him as well, yeah. even as he got older. And I don't mean because he was crying, because that's not immature. Oh, no, yeah. Any, really. Anybody would cry, but it was just more of a... more of a temperament, kind of... An, it, was, it was more kind of petulant than than anything, really. Yeah, yeah he never we, really kind of grew up. We go yeah. to 94 then, right? Um, and we're only, skip, we're only skipping over this, but I have a couple of that were true in earlier, and I kept them, right? So the first one, O'Shea McGlinchey. Right, he says Maradona celebrating with the oh, max eyes out at USA 94, then being positive yeah. for illegal drug ephedrine. Emma, yeah, 
Like he scores a fucking brilliant goal. Remember the dark blue and Against black Greece. thing, and you're on the camera. Yeah, and he runs to the camera and his eyes are hanging out of his head, and he's like, and you're like, there's something wrong on here. <laughs> yeah. but, but but it was just '94 was like the perfect storm of all sorts of shit happening. Like, um, Anto Kyo says Diana Ross not able to score into an empty net to open up the '94 yeah. World Cup as comedy gold. Um, <laughs> And Aldridge, tell, Chris Braxton's Aldridge in USA 94 telling the official to fuck off for the lane and being subbed on. Aldridge comes on there and the goal he gets actually gets Ireland into the next round. But, but, yeah. um, was but your man was like a, it was like an extra out of Seinfeld or something with his blue blue blazer yeah. and an luminous yellow cap on yeah. him, wasn't it? Or yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. And, and Jack Charlton's losing the plot. Jack Charlton ends up getting a touchline ban for the... Yeah. For the next game, I think against Norway. But you could hear what Aldo was saying as well on the telly. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Apologising on the yeah. telly. Sorry if you heard any language there. But ninety four, like um, you know, America are hosting it. The first game is against Switzerland. It's in that um, that was how the name it the other day. It was one of those domes. It was indoor. Yeah. Um, and like, wasn't that the one where the guy from Saudi Arabia scores an outrageous goal against Belgium? Yeah, he runs the pitch. It's a scabby goal, really, when you, you look back at it. It bounces it's, off him once or twice, it but he still finishes it. Yeah, the you know, ball is then, miles ahead of him on his dribble and all that, but, but then it was you a great have, goal. You have Bulgaria with Lechkov. Bulgaria were brilliant, yeah. And they knock out Germany. You have yeah. Sweden. And Lechkov's header yeah, in that. There's that was, Lechkov that was, got that a header the, in that game. Was yeah. it the keeper that has, was wearing a wig? Yeah, in, in 1994. Was yeah, yeah, apparently the keeper was wearing a wig. Long much enough. Yeah, but, but then, but, but yeah, Lechkov gets it. I think a header in that game. It's a brilliant header. It's a great header. Yeah, yeah. But then they knock header. them out. Then Emmett, you have Sweden, who end up being toured. Bulgaria come forward, but Sweden have um Dalin. Do you have Dalin? Yeah, they have Larson. Um, Larson. They have Kenna Anderson and. Thomas Brolin is there, is he? Like they, they're a good team, Sweden. Um, Thomas Ravelli, was it? Ravelli, no, yes, Ravelli's in goal. And there was just, um, there was just so much going on in this World Cup. Like Ireland beat Italy in the joint stadium. Um, England Steve don't make Staunton it. Steve Staunton were in fact their ninety-five. Yeah, Steve Staunton's absolutely <laughs> fucked. He can't warm up for the game in case he gets sunstroke. It was, um, I thought it was a mad World Cup that as well. Yeah, but look, you said about seventy-eight where it, like color exploded. Like I think the World Cup kind of exploded onto the big commercial stage with uh, the World Cup in 1994. Like, the, the Americans tried to change rules. I, I said it there yeah. a second ago. They wanted the keepers to wear helmets and all this kind of stuff. They did. Like, <laughs> they did. did. Oh, I'll find an article. I'll find it. They did. They wanted, them, wanted the keepers to wear helmets. Oh, now, I don't know whether they meant helmets or whether a, a Czech kind of style helmet. Right. But that was that's what they wanted anyway. But um, yeah, I I'll, I'll never forget now the especially the Italy game because I was over in Crow Park watching the Dublin match, and we walked all the way across to the RDS. And the way the RDS was set up was it was like a mini stadium, and then they had big screens with brass and everything, and uh, seats either all around this big screen in the middle. And then when that goal goes in from Hound, the place just absolutely erupts. Like, and again, it's. Not, I wouldn't say as uh, it wasn't as big as 1990 in terms in Ireland. It was like because we had 1988 and then the expectation went into 1990. And like 1990, like you said, probably the best World Cup of my life. And hopefully they get there again. But 94, it kind of just keeps rolling on. Um, and uh, yeah, like even some of the goals was that was a 94 the Hadji scores from out near the, yeah, the touchline yeah. yeah someone says it there actually um, 
Oh, somebody did say. Oh, yeah. I think, uh, I think... Babu, Babu, a video. Um, I hope I've said that right. Uh, talking about the 94 World Cup, Hadji's goal against Colombia is still one of the best goals ever scored, he says. But he all had their hair tied blonde as well, didn't they? In 94, no, that was, the was that Romania in 94? Oh, I think that I was think Romania they did it in 98. In... Or maybe it was 98, yeah. they done it, yeah. they done it our 2000, Euro 2000 or something. So I don't know. Yeah. But they definitely, they were mad for the and all that. But some of the goals and that, well, Nigeria goes down. Well. was it? Or was that? Yeah, Dan, no, it was, that was later. Dan Patrescu could have been there. 94 Radicoyu was Radicoyu and all that, was it? Yeah, and Illy Dumitrescu and, and Gika Papescu both got moves to Spurs, didn't they, off the back of this. And, um, you know, the oh, real team, Romania. Camp, uh, Campos, uh, the Campos kits. Of ninety four, yeah. the goalkeeper yeah. um, quality, and you also had then the Colombian guy, Andre um, Escobar, yeah. Andre Andres Escobar, Andres Escobar. Yeah. you know the star. Everyone else the star. He, yeah. he scores an own goal against the USA. Colombia get knocked out after Pele gave them the blatant kiss of death and tipped them to win it, um, and gets killed um, when he goes back to Colombia. A, a mad mad World Cup, I have to say. But yeah, some of the goals for dinner with his mom or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, the fucking, but it, it's, it's it was, like, and the Americans want to do everything bigger and better. And and in fairness, it was a brilliant, it was a brilliant World Cup as to the crowds that were at it. Um, there was some great games. And look, I just loved watching Bulgaria. I just thought this is Boris Mihailov. I'm after checking. That was the keeper, Boris Mihailov. Um, but like, just I loved watching Bulgaria. I actually Stoichkov playing for the Stoichkov, yeah, Stoichkov but I think I, I think to be Germany. I think Klinsmann might put Germany one 0 up in that game. Actually, I'm nearly sure Klinsmann scores. I'm sure, sure, someone will look it up. Klinsmann scored a beaut in that World Cup, didn't he? Was it against? Who was it against? Was it against Korea or something? And he again, it's a hooked volley over it's the shoulder, like the yeah. blatant cracker. Yeah, and and Baggio gets a few good ones in that as well. In that yeah. World Cup, um, Georgie one foot there as well. Nigeria and Amakachi, Nigeria were great in that World Cup as well. Um, Daniel Amakachi, yeah, burst onto the scene, and his reward was a move to Everton, wasn't it? Um, <laughs> it seems a bit, um, didn't we sign Phil Bab after 94 World Cups to Fran Dowling? Yes, Phil Bab was at the back with Paul McGrath. Paul McGrath, like, had no knees left and still managed one of the best, and I mean this, one of the best centre-half performances I've ever seen against Italy. Like, he was everywhere, and the fella could genuinely not walk. It was yeah. un- unreal, but it was it was a great World Cup. Um, you go into 98, you know, and that's Zidane, and he wins the final. The big story, of course, is Ronaldo. Um, you know... Again, Brazil was so favoured for that, wasn't he? Because yeah. obviously we're all in our late teens at that stage. Uh, you know, mid mid late yeah. teens, and you're looking at all the Nike adverts. Because as we say, the the capitalism and the globalization and commercialization oh, of football is is well well in laden gear now. But you have all the Nike ads and all that, and it's so Brazil centric and Brazil focused. And it was just a matter of them showing up. You know, we've done shows about Ronaldo, and you know, this fella was. And if you haven't if you haven't seen Ronaldo documentaries, will come out recently. Go and watch it because it'll blow your mind how good he was. Like if you don't, like most people, I think in this chat or what that watch your channel or listen to our podcast will will be a, probably of an age where they know of Ronaldo um, and know most things about him. But if you're if you're younger and you're kind of going, yeah, I've heard he was great. Go and watch the documentary. Genuinely, if he doesn't get if he doesn't get the injuries he's got. Yeah. We're talking about Maradona and and Messi and stuff like that. You're talking about him because yeah. he was. Just an absolute monster of a footballer. Like <laughs> to be to be that quick, that strong, that physical, 
that skill, skill for which are fee. It was ridiculous to watch. Um, I think it was one of his skills was his downfall. Did he not do his near initially when he was trying to do one of his famous body body swerve? Not where he pretends yeah. to go one way, yeah. and yeah. I think he actually crumbles on his knee, and I think that's yeah. what did him in there. Um, Mental. Ninety eight. Yeah, two thousand and two. I suppose was was dominated with Ireland and and Saipan and Roy Keane and the whole country again, picking sides and stuff like that and. Still to this day, you probably can't get the the full story on that in from two thousand and two. I was it two thousand and six, where Lampard hits the bar against Germany and it comes down. Oh, it's two thousand and ten. I thought that was two thousand and ten. Yeah, Lampard hits the bar. Yeah, and it's about it was ten. Behind it the was line. 10. Yeah, it was down 10. behind the line, and you're kind of going, "How did he not give it back?" Yeah, home? yeah. Um, there was, and and of course that's the first World Cup in Af- in Africa, um, in two thousand and ten. And then we go on 2014, 2018. I know we're covered time, but if you're in the chat, I want to know your best World Cup goal and your funniest World Cup moments. So if you throw them in there, I'm going to get the lads throw me some goals now, and then we'll talk, we'll round off with a couple of good moments as well. Keith, goals, come on, everyone loves them. Great goals, yeah. Like if you want to go back in time, like um, the the we spoke about Brazil in the final, the Carlos Alberto one was one of the most iconic goals in World Cup, along with Maradona's individual one. This was the team version of that, but there's some great goals. Um, I think Teofilo Kubias in could have been seventy eight or eighty two for Peru scores a free kick against Scotland. If anyone hasn't seen it, and he bends it around the wall, but he. He uses the outside of his foot and the way he runs, it's it's an outrageous goal because you just can't see it coming. Do you know what I mean? The way his run up is going, it's like, what's he doing here? And that was a great one. Anyone who hasn't seen it, look it up. Kubias for Peru against, uh, I think it was against Scotland. Yeah, it was against Scotland. Uh, it's a great goal. Jossie Marr, we spoke about Northern Ireland um, in 82. They got to 86 as well. You know, really, really good period for Northern Ireland. Um, Pat Jennings in goal. I'm nearly sure Pat Jennings would have been a goal in 86 as well. Jossie Marr is a Brazilian, burst onto the scene in 82, I think. And in 86, he got a cracker against Northern Ireland. The ball played in and just mills it into the top corner over Jennings. Oshie McGlinchey there, Nalino versus Italy in 78, outside of the boot. Did anyone, anyone know that one? The banana kick. Gets the ball out on the right wing, touches it out and hits it, and it fucking bends. Ridiculous. Looks like it's going a mile yeah, off I the throw and bends that. in. Ardy Han, own book. Ardy Han with a free kick, eighty yards. A bit of an exaggeration, yeah, but close enough. And 80, he fucking hammers it. The absolute thunder bastards. The thing in great goal. Mohamed um, Van Bronckhorst in two thousand ten was in the stadium. Never forget it. Some Dutch last started hugging me. Uh, look, hugging me. So for me, the best goal ever. Uh, Ronaldinho's free kick over Seaman. Jose Mar's celebration was the best. Cambiaso, best team goal, Argentina in 2006. Great goal. Great goal. Um, From Percy's header. Doesn't Maxi Rodriguez get a cracker in the World Cup Maxi gets a great one. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Against, was it... I can't remember who it was against. Yeah, that's right. That was a really good goal as well. Owen against Argentina. Um, Bergkamp against Argentina in 1998. Like, in 98. Bearcamp does that to Argentina and then Owen does the fucking does that yeah. to them as well. Same same competition. Uh the Omen, I'm, look, as a Liverpool fan when Michael Owen turns up to the World Cup 
and takes the ball in the middle of the park and just starts fucking going by fellas. I mean, he actually looks, he probably only beats about three fellas, but the fear in them. And then you see Skulls trying to fucking, the little rat, trying to get in and take the goal at the end, and no one's like, fuck you, and smashing the top corner. You're like, what is fucking going on here? Because you were like, it kind of did leave you breathless. You were kind of going, this, look, I'm no England fan, but it was Michael Owen after a season at Liverpool going to a World Cup and then just turning yeah. up and going, I'll show you, give us the ball. It was absolutely mad. Calvin Van Vuren says the the Van Persie header in yeah. 2004. Yeah. Now, right, I'm going to say something controversial here. Did That's just a header. Ah, it's not a header. <laughs> it's just, slow it down, it's a header and he throws himself in the air after he heads it. Yeah, but he loops her up. Like, he it's loops her over. It's just a header. Yes, isn't it? It's, seriously, oh. slow it down and watch it. It's, it's a good goal, it's a great ball, but I still think there's way too much made of that. Um, Maxi was against Mexico in 2006 Mexico, yeah. says Chris Brack Brazil's opener against France in the 86 quarter final great team move one touch passing and Correca says Hannah Kingsbury do you remember it Keith? there you go um, I thought it was Socrates but yeah it could be Correca yeah I thought it was Socrates yeah but you know. Roberto Ayala getting done for two of the all-time great World Cup goals his own book Again, Roberto Ayala was my favourite defender in the in the 90s and the noughties I loved him he was only about 5 foot 9 Kevo Sullivan melts. says it was an outrageous header from Van Persie just go yeah. back and watch it trust me just go back and watch it um, if you, if you it wasn't it just down, a header he bleed loops it up scoops it over him Fran Dowling says the funniest was Lampard's goal disallowed was that a World Cup it was 2010 yeah against Germany um some some great goals you know what like I, I really and I'm, I'm sorry but I really like the Canizia one against Brazil in 19 I was about to say that yeah it's a great goal I really Maradona like Maradona's brilliant in that yeah the strength and then the ball in but yeah. Canizia's finish is brilliant yeah I really like that and then there's there's one Maradona scores in 86 and again I'm going to say Belgium or Denmark I yeah think Belgium it's Belgium, Belgium. Um, and, and the only reason he's falling away when he shoots in yeah that he's binder, out of balance in that binder <laughs> Is actually a really good goal from um, Laudrup in '86. Yeah, that's against, against Spain, I think, is it? But or, that's why I'm, I'm mixing them up. But Maradona's one where he's kind of played in, and then he's like you say, off balance, puts a cross keeper. Um, Graham Paul showing three yellow cards to the same player. Oh, yeah. Croatia, ah, right? that was my. Was one. that 2006? <laughs> wasn't it? Yeah, was a Croatian. I have a feel. No, Croatia, I, yeah. I actually have a feeling it was a Croatian player, but I actually have a feeling that might have been in 2010. Keith's gone. I oh, know Keith's back. Now I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. Um, I looked. Uh, I want to say Graham Paul gave that in 2010. Could have been. I have a feeling it was 2010 because. No, 2006. Was it? Yeah. Wow. 16 years ago. Jesus. I was going to say it doesn't feel like it was that long ago. Well, obviously it is and we're all getting old um, Simonich was the Simonich, name of the player yeah. Simonich Joseph got three Simonich. yellows was it three yellows he got yeah how the fuck yeah. do you get the same player three I get, I get giving the player two yellows and forgetting to send them off but how the fuck do you give a player three yellows and not get them off the pitch oh we did he sent them off on the tour he sent them off on the tour on the tour yeah Thordun. but what I'm saying how does he get to a fucking tour uh, yeah. O'Shea has it Suarez handball on the line denying Ghana a place in the semi-final and the first yeah. African team to make it and that's not even the best part of it it's is, the celebrating yeah. in the tunnel is he a man, is he a man that went to Sunderland in the end Asamoah Gian Asamoah Gian yeah, yeah. Um, maybe he was at Sunderland at the time I'm not too sure but yeah he handles it 
he gets sent off he knows he's going to miss the semi-final anyway because he gets sent off and then these, the penalty's missed and like he does not give a fuck in front of the guy everybody he's having a fucking great time um, Mohammed the whole of Africa was after him wasn't he yeah. because obviously that's in, in South Africa as well Guyan's hit pen on, on the crossbar when Suarez handballs is bonkers yeah. uh, Rivaldo's dramatics at the corner flag that was embarrassing nonsense that was 2000 and it's Turkey in 2002. Yeah, 2002, 2002, yeah. 2002, yeah. Isn't that where he kicks the ball over to him when he's going to get a corner yeah. or something? And he just yeah. Yeah, 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 hits him on the toe. He, he did kick it hard at him, but yeah. it didn't hit him in the face, but he went no, on, the, on the toe. Yeah. So Dan's headbutt in the final 2006, like, what a yeah. way to fucking end your international career. Like, yeah. Not I mean, we we done a Zidane special. We've done loads of specials like this, but there's a Dan in the 2006 Hold World Cup. Hold on, I have to ask this. I have to ask this. Because... Kuwait walking off after a goal, 82 yeah, against France. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Fill me in, what happened there? Uh, I can't remember the exact reason. I think there was a goal given and they weren't happy about it. So the the fellas in the, the sheiks or whatever in the in the, the stand were giving them the curly finger. Come on, get off. We're not having this. We didn't come all this way for this. Right. Pull them out. And did but they someone will off? correct me in that. Yeah, they walked off. Someone will correct me in that one. Well, um, Zidane against Brazil. Brilliant. One of the best individual performances you'll ever see. That's 2006 six. Six as yeah. well, yeah. Um, that was amazing. Um, I always remember 98 and everyone was like, the new fella on the block is Danielson. Do you remember? Yeah. Hadn't he only gone to Betis for a world Betis, record? Betis, world record, yeah. And he loved doing loads of blade and step overs yeah. and all, didn't he? He was then, all four coat and no knickers, that fella. Yeah. Um, there, was, there was so many. Like, I think in 2002 when Ireland against Spain, Ireland should have beat Spain that day. Yeah, and probably could have went all the way because was it South Korea? They got South Korea. Yeah, but South Ireland, Korea. There was a fifth going on there, wasn't there? Yeah, but Ireland would have beat them. Ireland would have beat them. Uh, let me see. Uh, Derek T. What about Zoyer kicking Brazil's free kick? Yeah, we've touched on that one earlier on. But we uh, have. And Veranda Chains backs up his Kuwait stuff with the Kuwait team. Thought he heard a whistle and yeah, stood still while France it, ran yeah. on and scored. Yeah. Um, do you remember your man nearly took Xavi Alonso's head off the Dutch fella? De Jong. De Jong, Nigel. Do you remember that? Yeah. It was, that was that other English fucker, the ref, wasn't it? Howard Webb was the ref. Was it Howard Webb, yeah? He? Howard Webb was the ref. He didn't. He only booked him, didn't he? Yeah. Or did he even book him? I think he might have booked him. I can't him. remember. I think he might have booked him. Um, I watched that in the Aviva Stadium, believe it or not. They, they, I think it had only opened it up back up in 2009, and they advertised that they were going to show the World Cup final in the Aviva Stadium. So we all bought tickets thinking it's going to be one of these that has the big screens in the middle of the pitch. And all. It's literally the screens that they have in the Aviva Stadium right. now. Right. And you couldn't hear that. And, and it was <laughs> oh, jeez. Most, most people walked out. Um, O'Connell Street was great that night. I have to say, I walked down O'Connell Street that, that night and it was like literally you're in the middle of Madrid or Barcelona, the amount yeah. of uh, Spanish people around is unbelievable. Um, let me see, uh, is there anything else? Uh, Bonker says Montari goal. Oh, yeah, Sully Montari got a beautiful, didn't he? And isn't speaking about Ghana and Uruguay, Ghana this year, didn't he? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Fran Dowling says Zidane Cruyff turning a goal kick from Barthez. Can't remember when. That was 2006 against Brazil. Um, he sends some Brazilian. To yeah, that's right. And it's actually early in the game, is it? Is that what the one Yeah, it's, just, the start? it's clipped that's out to him and he just, it looks like yeah. he tap it off to the fullback and just Cruyff turns it on the, well, before it even hits the deck. It was ridiculous. Um, any more goals? Any more moments before we go? Oh, there's played in loads. You just can't think of them like that. As you said, the 94 World Cup, uh, Amakachi gets a view. Maradona's goal. 
Baggio. Baggio missing his penalty. Yeah, that was a blatant killer, wasn't it? And then there was Brazil as well. Didn't Bebeto gets a goal and does the three men and a baby thing? I hate yeah. that fucking celebration. Now we're yeah. at the time. It was great. It was Thiago's L lad as well, wasn't it? It was was a Romario, yeah, Bebeto, and Mazzino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, look, there's been brilliant moments, brilliant goals, loads of talking points. If no matter James what, Rodriguez, he got a blatant yeah. thing, didn't he? Yeah. In twenty ten, was it? Yeah, is that the one where he takes on the chest 14. and smashes it? Yeah, swivels yeah, yeah. and just laying pings. I think it won't go to the tournament, did it not? Yeah, yeah I'd did. have to. It was a beautiful. But Kel, Kel Sullivan says there, who's gonna? Uh, uh, sorry, who wonder? Uh, who wonder who's gonna have those moments at this tournament? I don't. I can't get myself up at this tournament at all. No, I no, just can't. No. I, I, as I said, I, if it's there, I might watch it, but I wouldn't go out of my way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Leonardo giving Tab Ramos the biggest yeah. elbow of all time in night. Outrageous. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember yeah. that? Yeah. He yeah. smashes him. Yeah. I remember Doesn't that. Doesn't even yeah. hide it. Fucking hell. Smashes your man's face open. Well, we, said, we said it earlier on as well. Vuller, I think I still go back to Vuller and Reichardt spitting yeah, on each other yeah. in 1990. Like, yeah. Big blade and Gollier hanging out with hair and all. Yeah. Or but just the reaction hair. and the looking at each other. Like, yeah. yeah but again, that's a hatred thing, isn't it, with Holland and Germany at the time? Like, by going back to the war and all, and there was loads of bad blood and, you know, some two quality teams, but in a shite game and a shite World Cup, that's actually the best World Cup of all time. And even the final, you know, even in that, going back to 90 before we do finish up, Maradona, Maradona, uh, Argentina beat Italy in the semi finals, don't they? And I think it's yeah, in Naples. It the is. game is in Naples. And Maradona's origin, all the, the Napoli fans says, These Italians, these fucking hate you. They do nothing but abuse you. Yeah. going on and support us. He was rallying the Naples, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the Neapolitans, or whatever they are. Beats them in, the, in Naples, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then they played, the Italians turned on him, but didn't they? And he, he got fucking built. Ortega headbutting Van der Sar in 98. Van der Sar going down like a WWF wrestler. Yeah. Laszlo says the massive mott that landed on him was freaky. Now that Landed rings a bell, but I just can't place it. Who's the moth landing on? I don't know. And but, but I, I do remember hell. something about a moth. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Rangers signing Oleg Selenko after five goals in one game. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. Um, but loads of teams have done that. Loads of teams yeah. signed players. Like Liverpool done it with El Hajjouf and Salah Joe after his Well, we done that before. Now we had them before the World Cup. Yeah, I know. But then when they come on and they when they went game. in and you thought this is great. Yeah, because yeah. Salah Joe actually Salah Joe got a great goal in the old Hamas. Hamas Rodriguez the big mot landed on. Oh yeah, Hamas. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So there you go. Um, but look, I'm sure there's loads, loads, <laughs> loads more moments. Loads, loads, loads more goals. Um, but we thought we'd come on and just chat about them, go through the World Cups and yeah, yeah, try them out. Well, who doesn't like the old World Cups? This ah, World yeah, Cup, not so much. Like if, if you can get your hands on all the v old VHS, if you have yeah, all VHS, we used to watch them all. The flash time. them on. Like, they must be online or something. I think you just with a VHS now, you just fucking I don't know. Throw any power cable in the back of it and just wave it at the telly and it'll VHS? go on. Yeah. I don't know. It's easier ways than that. Surely. You well, can I, get them I, on YouTube. I, honestly, I have, I have the official video matey too. On VHS, right? Yeah, but do you have a VHS player? Yeah, open the attic, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I do, yeah. Will you bring Everyone... it down or will you watch it up in the attic? Yeah. What the hell? I'd have to bring the telly up. Zach Riswald and National Just taking the telly out of the sitting room and everyone go, what are you doing? I'll just go in the attic to watch a few videos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyone's looking for me. If anyone's Box of Pringles and a bag of cans. Uh, you should be able to find I'd say you'll find them somewhere on ah, I'm sure you get them on YouTube now. Yeah. They've been remastered onto YouTube. Yeah. But I have, I genuinely, I definitely have one from 82. 
I definitely have one from 86 and I definitely have I think it was called Jack's Heroes or something it was called the 1990 video and I, I always remember because that song No Regrets is sang by I was some Italian board singers. Ah, no, 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 um, no, 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 EDPF? Yeah, EDPF. General Regret or... Yeah, yeah, EDPF. Yeah, yeah, um, no, we, yeah. we didn't talk about songs. <coughs> World Cup songs. Oh, well, I know, well, well, we're on Italian 90, that has two of the best. Because so we have Pavarotti's Ness and Dorme. Yeah. Let's be honest, that added, a, that added fucking... 100 million to that World Cup with that the, the backdrop of that and also had World of Motion by New Order let's be yeah. honest the best it's not even really a football song but the best football song of all time yeah what else is there I know, you know? Um, but I'm, I'm gonna I'm actually gonna go I'll, uh, do you know what I'm gonna go up to the attic tomorrow because if I know where they're sitting I have the videos there I'm gonna take a picture of them and I'll put them on our, our social media or whatever but look um, with, the, with regards to shows moving forward um we're gonna do. We're, we're gonna try to do daily World Cup stuff. So we might do a watch along a day if people are available. And we're literally doing it on people's availability. We're not gonna promise you anything. We'll decide on the day and we'll throw it out that we're gonna do a watch along. Kevin Luke done a great one today for the opening game. Wasn't the easiest game to start off with. Let's be honest. Yeah. But the, there's better games coming. We're more than likely gonna be doing the four and seven, four or seven p.m. depending on availability, right? Um, we're gonna try to do a show every night at ten o'clock. What's going on in the World Cup on that day? We're going to throw some Liverpool stuff in as well as we go. And look, if you can like, subscribe, share, and help us out during this month, because this is a hard month for anybody trying to make content. So if you can do that, um, let us know. Uh, what that else? Joe Wayman being a bit snarky. Yeah, Joe Wayman says, big up, lads. When do you lads play? Just look up the England fixtures. Look at the team opposite the fucking England. And that's when we're playing, yeah. Joe. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so um, who are we playing? Iran, uh, Iran, Iran tomorrow, Wales, yeah, and, and America. Tomorrow. Yeah, three of us. <laughs> um, but, uh, no, well, uh, fair play. I'd say Joe has his tracks. He fucking loves the tracks. Oh, yeah. um, but, yeah. So, listen. Um, the appeal for Lydia is in the description. Go and check that out. If you can make a donation there, please do. Or share it amongst your family, your friends, How's all it that going? sort of stuff. It's going really well. I think they're fairly close. And she has a date for her operation, which is great. So you need to get that money in as quick as Too short as five when I looked at it earlier. Uh, yeah, they're not, too, they're not too short on it. Um, what else did I want to say? Oh, the beanies. We have got 10 beanies that we held back. We're going to give away for free. Now, we're going to give some away on live shows. We're going to... Give a few away where you have to put something in the comments because people don't always watch live. And um, we're going to give it away to people that just listen to the podcast. We're going to do it, find a way of doing that as well. But we have ten of them. We're going to give them away for free. And um, yeah, hopefully um, they're due in next week, so we'll start giving them away in the next week as well. But we'll bring out as many shows as we can throughout the World Cup. There'll be different hosts, there'll be different guests, there'll be different types of shows. There'll be quizzes still. There'll be drafts. There'll be Keith's draft was amazing the other night, and everyone wants them to do. Um, do another one so um we might do i want to be involved in the next quiz because i i just love being involved rather than hosting them. but we're going to bring it as much as we possibly can plus some liverpool stuff thrown in there as well um i think that's about it we get out of everyone's hair keith i'm not your hair keith but um anything else before we go sorry that was a low blow keith and i apologize no no it's, that's, it's Joe, like that's, Gavin Joe, that's joe's yeah. influence on me yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's how we're ending the yeah, show yeah fuck you joe Slugging the goat, rob me yeah. inhaler, then laugh at me when I'm on the ground. <laughs> nah, look, um, nothing else from me, Gav. Nothing else from me. I love talking about the old World Cups, as I said. Will we get into this one? Who knows? But yeah. you know, time will tell. Time will tell. If I find if I find this video on a VCR player, do you want to come out with me, Gav? And we watch the video and we stream it. Also watching it. 
Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I wouldn't Love say it. get done for copyright showing that gear. That's years old. Ah, yeah, yeah. The copywriters are long dead on yeah. them, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Long dead. Um, Emma, anything else before we go? No, no. I'm good. I'm good. All right. right, that has been the LSE Day Trippers. That's been the Fatback 4. As I said, stay tuned uh, during the week. Like, subscribe, all that stuff. Go and subscribe to Just Joe's football show as well because he's quality. Um, yeah. That's it. Talk to you in a bit. Over now. Sports Social Podcast Network.